Cross-Chain Examination is sponsored by Protocol Labs, creators of IPFS, LibP2P, and Filecoin. They are an open-source R&D lab building protocols, tools, and services to radically improve the planet. Today's episode is brought to you by Parcel. Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate but found it to be too overpriced and inaccessible? Parcel changes that by giving you the power to access the global real estate market with just $1. Now you can own a digital square foot of the most desirable neighborhoods around the world from wherever you are. Head over to parcel.co to learn more. That's parcel, P-A-R-C-L dot C-O, parcel.co. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of Cross-Chain Examination, a 102-level podcast about the world of Crypto Web 3. I'm your host, Catherine Wu. If you don't know me, I am a former almost lawyer who fell into the crypto world around six years ago, and I've been working full-time in the industry ever since. Um, This is, by the way, where the origin of the podcast name comes from. So Cross-Chain Examination, which is the perfect nerdy combination of my legal and crypto career backgrounds. I wanted to make a podcast for listeners of really any background. So maybe you're newer in crypto and you want to learn more. Or maybe like me, you've worked in the industry for a few years, but you still have questions because this is such a crazy industry where things move really fast. And I feel like I'm always learning. So think of this as a podcast where I get to have on people that I've either you know respected or admired for a really long time in this industry and use this platform as a way to ask them the questions that I personally always wanted answers to. Now on to the first episode. So for this first discussion, I wanted to bring on the creators of one of my own personal favorite NFT projects, Crypto Coven. As the name suggests, it is indeed an NFT collection. It's made up of witches and they're all beautifully designed. I'm really lucky to actually know some of the team members behind it. And I just think that they are doing such an amazing job of being perfect examples of people who are leading the NFT revolution. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about NFTs. We're going to talk about how the team thinks about fostering a sense of belonging in their community and how NFTs go way beyond just JPEGs. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the show. This is the first ever episode of Cross-Chain Examination. Um, and I'm so honored to have two of the high witches, um, Xuan Yu and Astria from Crypto Coven with us today. So hello. Hello. <laughs> um, hello. I guess like point of clarification, Astrea is one of our acolyte witches. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. <laughs> tell me what that tell me what that means. Um, basically acolytes are just like all of the people who have been, um, contributing on the project since we kind of got started. Um, so we have like quite a few, Astraya is like absolutely killing it, um, as our like coven cultivator. Um, so a lot of stuff around like events and like community and like things like that. Okay. Got it. So I think my wish knowledge obviously needs a little supplementing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so, you know, Xuanyi, obviously I know you in person and I remember when you came to me and you're like, Hey, like, you know, I'm like thinking about getting more involved with the NFT world. And like, I think I had saw some like rough drafts of the witches and I was literally obsessed immediately. <laughs> but I think for actually like the both of you, um, What was like, you know, I wanted to kind of maybe dive in and ask what it was that piqued your interest in in NFTs. Now, I don't really know what you guys were all doing before, but I feel like NFTs were so loud for a while. And there was this like 
big stereotype about NFTs being these like stupidly overpriced JPEGs. And so like what made you kind of get over your initial skepticism um, and actually want to like dive deeper in it? Yeah, I mean, you are also like, I think, familiar with a bit of my journey here. Um, But like I had been like, um, quite interested in, so I come from like a, you know, web two tech background. Um, I had been quite interested in, um, cooperatives and just like fair and more equitable structures, um, for like companies. And like that kind of got me interested in, in DAOs. Um, and so yeah, like, I, I remember was, like... we were talking about, <laughs> what we were talking about co-ops, right? Like I, yes. think that, I remember that was like a big topic. Like we were walking around in prospect park maybe got lost we were like literally talked about Dallas for like 40 minutes (laughs) yeah um yeah for sure and like I think like that is like something that like had really made me more open to like web3 as a whole than I had been I had been before um and then NFTs specifically were like kind of like a whole thing um where I don't know I guess like there were like a lot of people that I knew who like I respected a lot and um like thought were really interesting who had been like sort of like dabbling in it involved in it so I definitely also had that perspective um in addition to sort of like the maybe more like mainstream like perception which is like not great um and uh I was definitely like very sort of um skeptical of it um and also you know like have a lot of like even now I think like um a lot of like open questions about like you know I don't know yeah like property and like ownership and like the value of these kinds of like concepts um but I was like really interested in sort of like the the tech side of it um and also like you know particularly with like the NFT space, sort of like the creative, like artistic potential there. Um, And so like uh, Nyx, who um, I knew before, um, when she was kind of like interested in like starting up this project, I had like, you know, called her to talk about like a totally different project. Um, And she like mentioned this offhandedly. I was like, oh, like interesting, you know, like, like it's like something that I guess like um, with like, the right set of people, I was, like, much more interested in exploring it than, like... She came to you with the witch's idea. Yeah, she was basically, like, oh, like, um, because, like, I I was, like, talking to her about, like, fandoms and stuff like that, which was, like, (laughs) very much, like, yeah, like, something that, like, I was interested in at the time, um, and she was, like, oh, yeah, like, I've been, like, thinking about doing this, like, um, like, witch, um, like, sort of side project thing, like, um, if you want to, like, get involved like you know like planning to like start on that like the next month or two um so I was like oh yeah like these are like you know like some of the like coolest people I know like very sort of like easy decision to like kind of you know see where it goes (laughs) now did you draw the connection between so I know you were like doing a deep dive in DAOs you were doing a deep dive into fandoms you were thinking about that a lot did you see the connection really or like similarities between the fandom community and NFTs and the NFT community or did that come kind of later and click later Um, I don't think I immediately saw the connection there. I think, like, it's something that, like, but particularly, I guess, because, like, I just, like, hadn't been very 
deep in NFT world at all. Um, I think like upon like learning a lot about like how a lot of like those communities have been like thinking about, you know, storytelling and like decentralization and things like that, like that was really compelling to me because I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, I have like obviously like a very clear understanding of what this looks like sort of like in practice because I think it's sort of interesting that like a lot of these like spaces like kind of like, you know, um, will like mention fandoms and things like that, but it's like actually like much less sort of uh present I think in a lot of these discussions than you would expect given that that's like sort of the predominant way in which like these uh, dynamics are playing out right now in practice um, so yeah it was really interesting to sort of like I don't know yeah dive in a bit and um, you know see that that's like oh like this is like actually quite applicable <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think it's good that you were kind of, kind of brought into the Web3 NFT world kind of by friends around you, because I think that's probably a lot less crazy than just trying to keep up with stuff and start from zero without knowing anybody and just being like, what the hell am I reading? Yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> like just like, have, you know, because like for all of us, basically, this was like our like... I don't know if anyone that we're working with like was like really deep in like mm. NFTs or like Web3 before we started like working on this together. So it also has been very much like a joint like venture into like this like new space that's been really fun. Yeah, that okay. I'm gonna come back to this later, but I haven't forgotten about you, Astrea. So I know we were talking about <laughs> Shani's journey into NFTs and then you know eventually into Coven, and I'm interested in also your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. So you know, I had perceived um, like NFTs and crypto in this whole space as kind of like a place for, you know, maybe finance bros or, you know, engineers. And it was like a really specific type of person. Um, but it was probably last summer that I started lightly getting involved into like some crypto investing of my own and like doing a bit more research. And I just remember my 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 partner was asking me, he's like, oh, you've like taken this sudden interest. And I wasn't exactly sure why. I was just like, yeah, I was having a conversation at a, at a party with a friend and um, she was actually a designer and had started contracting for a bunch of uh, crypto companies and projects that had spun up. And that was sort of the spark for me where I was like, oh, wait, it's more than just like, like it takes all kinds, right? Like the space had kind of reached this moment where it was expanding and all, you know, uh, different types of skill sets were needed. And so yeah, back to when my partner asked me, he's like, oh, you've taken the sudden interest. Like, what is this about? And I was like, I'm not even really sure. I'm just like going with it. And I was like researching and like doing a ton of reading. And then when I had seen an early concept of the project that Nix had shared, I was like immediately drawn in and I was like, what is this? Like I heard Crypto Coven. I was like, this is, this sounds so cool. And, you know, soon after the idea of like the coven cultivator role was pitched to me and I was just like building out a fantastical corner of the internet sounds so much fun and you know like also this like sort of duty to carve out a space within it for like other femmes who are just into witchy stuff and so um yeah I think it was like those early convos with uh, Nix and the other four high witches that really expanded my uh, thinking around what being in the NFT and like Web3 space could even look like. Yeah, no, Australia I is so like the share. OG witch. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen your name literally like I remember early on. So 
Um, it's really awesome. I think the the vibes that you've, I don't know, vibes online, like just the vibes you curated online. Like I think that really separates the Coven Project um, from a lot of the ones I think that came, you know, I mean, look, I think every NFT project has its own vibe, has its own community, has its own, you know, um, way of, uh, I don't know, just its own aesthetics. But I think uh, when you said, you know, when you saw Covens for the first time, so, you know, like when I first saw it, what I had known about the NFT world was, you know, these little pixelated punks, which were like, you know, <laughs> little pixelated guys. And they were like, you know, apes. And none of them I thought was particularly either, you know, made me feel like, oh, this is something that I could really get into or that I could really relate to because, you know, NFT is, you know, both community, it is art, it is a lot of things, right? And I think the most powerful NFT um, projects probably elicit some kind of feeling in you, right? Whether it's nostalgia or it's something that you just really like, or it's just something that you think looks really pretty. And so I hadn't seen, you know, a just like, um, really beautifully designed witches, which is kind of very, you know, I think as like a woman or as like a girl, I could really relate to it. Um, and I just think it was really nicely, um, I don't know, it was just really, really gorgeous. And I think, you know, just by the way, designer talent is probably pretty needed in crypto. So yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. When you guys were launching, so let's rewind. So Crypto Coven kind of like went public a few months ago, like fall of 2021 or winter of 2021. Um, and I really always appreciated how thoughtful the team seemed in building a really inclusive community. And so if we were going to rewind and just kind of talk about some of the consideration um, the team had, or even just like concrete steps you all took to launch or like build a community that felt really inclusive and was centered around, you know, the artwork, bringing people in instead of just, you know, the price and this is how much we can sell it for, which I felt like was a lot of the headlines at the time. Yeah. I mean, I'll jump right in and say like before I joined, um, like in the fall, the core team did such an excellent job of engaging everyone in like even the design process. So in our discord, there's a role that some people have called like the witch manifester and they are all witches who helped with like like mood boarding concepts for like the assets and pieces that were like in the end incorporated into uh, the set of witches. And that really gave people like an opportunity. I think it was even, um, Shanyu, like a, what was it? A contest, like a, a mood boarding contest. Yeah. Basically we had, um, we were really trying to think about like how we can get, you know, people who like, really sort of like resonate with the vibe of the project and like understand what we're trying to build and like make sure that they can like get a witch um regardless of sort of like cost constraints or like whatever else um and so like the the mood board and articulations sort of like giveaway i guess was like oriented around that where it's like you know yeah like make us like a mood board you get to like sort of contribute to the process of like creation and then um and then we'll give you a wish. So it felt like a good way to sort of like tie that um, like 
gift to something that was like meaningful because I think like you know obviously like most of the the NFT projects at the time especially um, were like really focused on like growth hacks so it's like oh like we'll like give you like you know whatever we'll like raffle off one of our NFTs if you like like retweet follow like all of that kind of stuff um, and I think like we drew like a very sort of like firm line around like you know we want these contributions to feel substantive um and we are we like we actually you know like care about like the the witch is kind of like going to people who like get this and are like not going to be focused on like speculation and like flipping and like all of that yeah i actually remember um that because um i think maybe your early discord community i remember um i was lurking in it and there was a lot <laughs> of um like college kids in it right they're like oh i really love it it looks beautiful but like i can't afford it or like how can i you know do this because you know when you're like i don't know a college kid, a couple hundred dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so when that came out, I was like, oh my God, duh, like this makes so much sense. Like mood boards are just so intuitive. Like I think like I had a mood board, like or just like a vision <laughs> board or something, right? And like, you know, uh, I have even like friends, parents who are like Pinterest power users. And so that just intuitively <laughs> made so much sense. And especially when you think about like, you know, whether it's Pinterest or mood board, like that's all curating vibes, right? And so like I was saying earlier, like the idea of curating vibes like among community is such like a like abstract concept to think about. But um, I don't know, I just thought that was like great. And I thought it was like such a nice, inclusive way of like, you know, getting people involved, getting like their hands on a witch without being like, oh, you must spend hundreds of dollars, like just to even get your like get into the community. Yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love to mood board? It was, like I said, it was before I joined and I really wish I was there for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, some of like the best um, like styles are like from those mood boards, honestly. Like a couple of my favorites, like the the feather hairpins and like feathered robe were like from a mood board. And like there's just all kinds of like really great stuff that came from there. So that was also just like a, a great sort of like bonus, I guess. Um, but yeah, like I think like, you know, just like the making sure that like people's like tastes kind of like aligned with ours, I think is like really, really important because like it means like, you know, like for instance, like now um when like the whatever crypto world is like in a bit of a shambles or whatever like our discord is just like really chilling really vibing um which is you know like not something that money can buy i have i have loved by the way being being in the discord like there's been amazing book recommendations um people are like meeting up um, and like, I see all the time, it's like, oh, like so-and-so is doing like a, um, like energy work or like so-and-so is doing tarot card yeah. reading. And I'm like, oh my God, like these are things that I do with my friends, like in real life. <laughs> so like having that online that feels so familiar, I'm like, oh, these are my people. And I just like feel so comfortable. Yeah, no, I love, I love that you are identifying with, with some of the offerings that we've had. Um, but yeah, like building out the Discord is like a huge endeavor, right? And like not allowing it to become too sprawling, but also providing like organization for people who want to like discuss topics that interest them. There were so many like ideas early on where people were like, let's have a movies channel and let's have like a book channel and let's have a recipes channel. <laughs> like kind of had to be like, okay, hold on. We can't have a channel for everything, but we like, we're very into threads. I do think that the archetype channels were such a great idea and have given us and the witches of the community like a ton of freedom. So 
like the uh, I, our I set love of it. I'm an enchantress, by the way. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, love so that much for skincare. You. Oh, all so much the skincare. skincare talk in there. <laughs> yeah. And like in the Seer channel, everyone's talking about like tarot and birth charts, and like the Hag channel is all about mushroom foraging and like knitting and stuff. It's just so fun. Oh my god, that's so funny. I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't know what goes on the other channels. I'm just like talking about like skincare products and people are showing their outfits and like that's amazing. I'm like, oh yeah, this is like totally like 100 like of my alley. Yeah, Great. I think like one thing we really wanted was to like sort of like ground um, the Discord and like the project specifically because I think like a lot of like NFT communities like try to do maybe like too much with their discords um, where you know yeah it's like you have like a different channel for like everything you have like 1 million channels we still have a lot of channels like honestly like I might like we do, prune we a bit. Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah like just like trying to keep things like a little bit more focused because I think like you know you want things to be like navigable you want like to keep that sort of like common thread of like why are we here like what are the things we're interested in and it's like for us that is like you know the project and like things that are related to the project so it's like you know that like can spiral out to like quite like mushroom foraging for instance um <laughs> is like maybe not like exactly related to the project but it's like through the lens of like this like archetype and this like character that you can like play and like things like that which is like you know I think like a bit different from just like trying to sort of become like the whatever like I don't know new Facebook or new Twitter or like whatever <laughs> we're like we are like a like community for like crypto coven specifically um and I think like having some focus has been really good for us yeah actually I think this actually underscores something that is kind of the best outcome of what an NFT or owning NFT can mean, like what an NFT community or owning NFT can mean, which is it can go so much more beyond just you buying some like, you know, digital JPEG that you really, really like, you know, mm -hmm. if the creators of that JPEG, for example, like actually puts thought into, you know, what kind of um, user or like what kind of like uh, NFT holder, I guess, like what I want to attract and, you know, how do I want them all to relate to each other the way that you guys have done? And I still think you guys are such a great example of that. Like, it really goes so much more beyond that, right? Which is like, I, I, I have the witches because I just think they're gorgeous. But I've literally found like this whole community of people inside just like a chat room um, who <laughs> share the same interests as I do, you know, and like can go to when I'm bored. I'm like, oh, I wonder what like, you know, the other like witches are reading today or something. And I think that's like so powerful. Yeah, Australia has also done like an incredible job of just like sort of, you know, pulling up things from the community that like align really well and like kind of like showcasing them and spotlighting them, which I think has been like really valuable. Yeah, I noticed, I don't know when you, you when this was added, but uh, and I got somehow looped into the like New York channel. And so like people were talking about meeting up and like, I'm like, oh my God, like not just wishes globally, but like in my city, I can like, <laughs> I don't know, like I think that's great. Um Actually, that's like a good because I was actually thinking about this, like your discord channel grew from like zero to I don't know, I, I checked earlier, it was like over 2000 members. And at any given time, I think there's like four to 5000 people who hold witches. And so like, how have you actually um, thought about, you know, keeping the community engaged, you know, can people coming back to the discord, checking the website um, since the beginning? So like, how has it evolved from the beginning? How have your thoughts around community changed. Um, yeah, just uh, start there. Since the beginning, like, um, 
had this idea of not token gating any of uh, our Discord channels or any of the giveaways or, you know, there's no conversations happening behind, you know, any closed doors in our community. Um, And so really like anyone is allowed to come and hang out with us if they identify like with our ethos or if they like the project. And so I think that that has fueled a lot of what has made our community as vibrant as it is. It's like not only the people who are witch holders that are hanging out in the discord, you know, it's like people who are just generally into, um, energy work or, you know, gardening or just anything related to like witchiness. Um, I think that 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 has done a lot for um, how vibrant our discord, which like you said earlier, is essentially a chat room, has ended up becoming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. I think like um, there is like some like tension with a lot of NFT projects um, where, you know, you have like kind of like – holders and then you have like for instance like for us like we're like a decentralized world building experiment um and for us that means like it's really important to have people who can like you know create and like imagine in this world um it's like less important um to like orient everything around you know people who can like buy into a community um and so like a lot of like the the vibrance of like you know things people like art people have um drawn or like stories that people have written or like whatever have like come from people who don't own a witch at all um maybe can't afford a witch um and i think like keeping things like more open and um like not kind of focusing on that exclusive nature makes it like much much easier for um people to sort of like come in and like see what we're about and like sort of be like drawn a bit into this like broader universe and this like broader like vision of like what the weird wilds which is like the name of our crypto coven world um (laughs) like looks like and feels like um and i think like that's something that um like you kind of have to you know see it and experience it a bit i think to um to sort of like have your interest peaked um and and I think that's like really powerful. Um, it's like, you know, I don't know, like for um, a lot of communities that are like totally token gated, it's kind of like, I don't know what it's like in there, you know, so it's like hard for me to feel like much like, oh, yeah, like I really want to be like in this like token gated community or whatever. And like, I have like no sort of like visibility into it. Um, whereas like, I think with us, it's like you, you, you just kind of get to like feel the vibes. And then it's sort of like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, I, um I can kind of get like, I guess, like engaged over time with this community. Um, Maybe I'll like, you know, draw some like witch art or like maybe I'll, I don't know. um, There's people working on all kinds of random stuff, honestly, but um, like engage with like a a Discord event that like Estrella is hosting or like something like that. Um, And there's kind of more of that, like, I guess, like funnel. (laughs) Yeah, and and so just for our listeners who might not know what token gated mean, it just means like you can't access like for example a chat room or like a Discord if you don't own the token or like if you don't own the NFT. So um, I actually didn't realize that um, that you guys had it like just open, and I think that's awesome. Um, <laughs> and a lot of that actually reminds me. So I think we've actually maybe like offline talked about like how just growing up, spending time just being online and being like online in the early 2000s, a big part of that experience was like being in random chat rooms. (laughs) 
Um, and I, I think it's probably um, high time to like bring that back. Um, but it's also hard, right? Because I think the internet has evolved so much, like our behavior has changed so much. And so like to the extent where you can at least like go to a discord or something over your interests, like I think that's actually like a really like powerful experience, you know, like for me, it's very nostalgic. Um, and for, you know, I don't know, like, uh, I guess I'm like kind of a old boomer, like, internet person <laughs> now, but like, for the like, younger u- internet users, like, I don't know, maybe that's how you like find your people. Like, yeah, no, it, it definitely is nostalgic. And I think like, you know, bringing in more of that, like, sense of um, play, I think is like really important to us, because it's, uh, there was someone who, um, so recently, this is, I guess, related to your question too, around like, you know, like, oh, like, what are we doing to like, sort of like, keep people engaged um like the past month or so we've been um doing sort of like that what we're calling like chapter one of the weird wilds um and the first sort of part of that was like a um tree which is like now on our homepage, and it's like called the tree of echoes um and so we published um a few short stories and sort of like put out like a call for stories and like I don't know like people submitted like a hundred stories over the last couple of weeks. Um, and some of them were just like fantastic. Um, and one of the people who like we chose to feature, um, wrote like this incredible short story about like a seer. Um, and she mentioned basically like that she had not written in like, uh, I don't know, like since she was like a kid basically. Um, and then she like saw the prompt for it, like sat down at her computer and then just like wrote it in 20 minutes flat and pressed submit. And we were just like, I can't believe that. That was so good. Um, and That's like, you amazing. Know, yeah. And like, they're just like when you're like an adult with like a job and like all of those things, like it just becomes like a lot rarer to have like those kinds of opportunities for like, you know, like being creative and like, sort of like small ways like being able to like express yourself in those kinds of ways and like having something that like you can like sort of like a foundation that you can sort of like build off of and like riff off of um so I think like that's also been something that like we've been interested in sort of like unlocking a bit for people yeah I mean also the whole just like coven crypto coven world is so fantastical and it's such an awesome like escape uh, and I don't just mean the chat room, right? I mean, like, you go to your website, you know, you take these quizzes, you find out if you're like, you know, what kind of archetype like you are of a witch is I, and like, all of that just leads you, right? Even the little prompts, it's like, um, it's very, uh, yeah, it's just a great way to just escape. And yeah, I guess like, I don't know, like a boring adult like me with a boring job. No, no, job's not boring. But you know, with like, a, with like a desk job, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, bring the, bring the fun back online. Yeah, it's like maybe you don't necessarily have the time to take a creative writing class from like, you know, a community college or like, you know, some Skillshare site. But if the community that you're a part of online and like gives you this creative writing assignment, you're like, oh, I actually have the bandwidth for this. And it's going to be featured on this like really beautifully aesthetic homepage that I admire so much. Oh, and I may like win a witch too. Um, So yeah, it's like, providing opportunities like that, like Jean, you said, for like play and creativity um, really gives people the opportunity to engage like as much or as little as they have time for or would like to. 
Yeah. I think we're also experimenting with a lot of stuff that like, you know, I don't know. I haven't really seen from like any other projects. Like Estrella right now is like working with another one of our acolytes, Marzana, who is um, who was originally like our sort of like witchcraft researcher. Um but is also just like an, a really talented writer um, and they're just working on like this series of like writing workshops. Um, so it's sort of like, you know, like we do care quite a lot about like lore and world building and stuff and like are also like trying to sort of like create this like base that people can build on and also like give them kind of the, um, I don't know, opportunity to like hone their skills around it and things like that, um, which I think is like very fun and cool. Um. So I think um, so far we've talked about, I think kind of just like the, the really awesome, fun, like um, kind of like sunnier, I think aspects of, of NFTs. And I think especially for creators such as, um, such as you, Xuanyi, and, you know, especially like community, like people who are building communities or manage, managing communities in, in the NFT world is very much like 24 seven kind of gig. And I think people, you know, holders of NFTs also expect a lot from, from the teams and, um the creators and just like anyone who's kind of like you know a public facing you know representative representative of of like the core team i think just gets a lot of flack um or just like gets a lot of pressure put on their shoulders and so i wanted to address the topic of burnout among nft creators and artists and teams um so maybe number one let's start with what are some of the things you do to help with burnout or like when you feel that pressure to both keep the creativity and excitement but also just like you know put your mental health first this is very much like a work in progress for me (laughs) um like yeah I don't know I think like I've been trying to figure out like better ways to you know um create like a bit more like work-life balance um I think like also like right now like I'm the only one who's kind of like working on the project full-time um so I definitely I'm also like a Capricorn I don't know I like put a lot of pressure on myself (laughs) um related to this um Mm -hmm. but like I think part of it has just been like trying to sort of like um carve out time to like you know (laughs) be like actually offline um I don't know I take a lot of baths um and like I'm just like no phone and laptop baths in the are bath. the best yeah. <laughs> yeah um really though it's like one of the like few times where I like try to be like relatively strict with myself about like not bringing in like technology and I mean I still bring in like my kindle or whatever but like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> offline. Um, yeah I don't know if I'm like allowed to say this on air but I my, my partner and I call baths like nature xanax because it's so zen <laughs> Yeah. um, And I don't know. So it's like a lot of like things like that where it's like, you know, trying to like force myself to like be a bit more intentional, um, Mm -hmm. taking time to like read like actual books also more generally because it like slows down like my mind a bit like compared to like Mm -hmm. Discord, Twitter, like whatever, where it can feel like very, very like noisy um, and like overwhelming at times. Um, And yeah, I think that's like, you know, kind of like where I'm at right now um Mm -hmm. but also like I do think that like we are extremely fortunate to have like you know a community that's just like super wholesome um where Mm -hmm. I think like it's like relatively like we we probably get like a fraction of the pressure that like um most nft projects get um where it's like not like non-existent but it 
I don't know, like, I think, like, the people who are, like, sticking around and stuff, um, like, understand sort of the the thing we're trying to build, um, like, notice kind of, like, the amount of effort we put into, like, our craft um, and are, like, very kind of, like, empathetic and understanding. So I think, like, that's something that, like, I'm constantly grateful for. <laughs> Yeah, I think that pressure, though, at times, like, has kind of reared its head, maybe, like, earlier on in the project, where it was, like, there was this, like, you know, expectation of what was going to be delivered and, like, what our roadmap was. And But I think that, um, you know, us as the team being present and just, like, chatting with people somewhat regularly and, like, really allowing your community to see that you're real people (laughs) – and that you're just hanging out online alongside them and you're working on, you know, delivering, um, you know, what you can in, in a meaningful way and that you're really committed to it. Like, I feel like all those things can help maintain expectations that are realistic um, to you and like for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also think that you like burnout, when we think about burnout, like it's not just about ourselves. I think when we're thinking about the larger community, it's like you don't want to burn out your community either. Um, you know, keeping a steady beat to the drum of offerings, at least from where I stand as Coven Cultivator, like, you know, of offerings and opportunities to connect with one another and chances to like learn from each other, but like also not overdoing it, right? Like we don't have like an event like every third day. Like if things move too quickly, like that's just going to lead to overwhelm. And I really believe that attention can fizzle. Um, And so, you know, just having it feel realistic. It's like when you hang out with your friends, like if you hang out with them, like every other day, you're going to be like, okay, like let's like get some (laughs) me time in. Like, you know, like hang out like once a week like then it's like it keeps your relationship like fulfilling and you know healthy (laughs) yeah Yeah. less is more yeah that's like um like when I first got into crypto like a few years ago it was because I was like so obsessed with it right but then I quickly realized it's like if you make your hobby and your passion like your full-time job (laughs) you can never literally you can never escape it and then it becomes your nightmare and so over the years you know especially you know with crypto which is like just famously just like intense 24 7 nfts too like i've really had to just learn to just go offline right like and i was like thinking again like you know going back to like growing up like being online like it used to be a clear time when people were like online people were like offline right so like you go to school you're offline you come home like after school that's your online hours and so there used to be like the concept of like online hours and offline hours and nowadays with like a phone and wi-fi and everything like we're just online all the time and i think like especially if you like want to also be there you're working you know very capricorn tendencies just to like work yourself hard and like not take a break like that's not good for anybody (laughs) yeah and also just like to extend a bit on something estrella said about like you know um attention kind of being like a finite resource also for like the community like I think so many like you know NFT communities maybe in particular are like really focused on just kind of like you know it's like oh like we have to keep them engaged like kind of like 24 7 like people should be like always kind of like I think like sometimes people show up in our discord (laughs) and are just like oh like it's really quiet like I just like showed up and like I didn't have like 50 people say like GM like right now um and it's like oh like it's like not really quiet honestly but like I think like you know it's like 
manageable, um, which I think is like a good thing. Like we also try to be like very sparing about like, you know, I don't know, like tagging everyone or like whatever, um, because it's kind of like it gets old really fast um, where like I think like. I, th- I think like Zeneca said this recently. It was just like, oh yeah, like you know, like you know when like crypto coven tags like at witches or like whatever that it's like going to be good because we don't do it every day. Um, we do it when we have something that's like meaningful where we're like, oh, like you know, like this like attention you're giving us right now. Like we want to make sure that like the thing that we're giving you is like sort of like valuable enough and like sort of not treat attention as like you know like an infinite resource. Yeah, I think that's a really healthy and really realistic approach. Um, I I mean, I've just been like such a fan of Crypto Coven and I've been such like just a happy community member, obviously. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, any listeners out there who want to check it out, it's CryptoCoven.xyz. That's the website, which I think probably links to the Discord. But it's just like, I think on the site, you can like lose hours in it. Um, so I think maybe let's end on one last question. Um, what's next for Crypto Coven? Is there anything cool you're working on that you're allowed to share? Um, (laughs) Yeah, tell me. Um, Okay, we will be sharing more about this very soon. But basically, um, the... We're working on a next project right now, which is sort of like the the actual main part of like chapter one of the Weird Wilds. Um, it is a uh, project that is like very centered around like um, storytelling more broadly, and I think like is like going to be the first location on the map of the Weird Wilds. Um, which we haven't said very much about. (laughs) But yeah, I think it'll be really cool. And I'm very excited to share it. Um, And Estrella is also working on some really cool stuff if you want to share. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm so excited for all of that. Uh, What's to come. But um, yeah, so, you know, a lot of what I've been doing for the past gosh, five months or so is, you know, strategizing around our digital events and, you know, thinking about how I like to engage with my friends, um, you know, IRL and how to translate that into the um, digital space of Discord and Twitter spaces and kind of where we're hanging out in Web3. What is the best way for people to be kept up to date on the latest happening? Is it your Twitter? Is it your website? What would you recommend? Probably Twitter, um, Discord, and then I think like we're like toying around with like maybe having like some kind of newsletter, <laughs> which is I know very like web two of us, but you know, it is like kind of a nice way. More email. <laughs> <laughs> it is like kind of a nice way if you're like not glued to like these like apps that are like 24 seven um, to like keep people up to date. We don't have that yet though. So um, yeah, Twitter or Discord is the best way. Okay. And maybe mailing list. Okay. <laughs> Um, Well, thank you both so much for being on the show today. It was awesome to talk to you two about Crypto Coven. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to episode one of Cross-Chain Examination. Please like and subscribe wherever you're getting this podcast. So whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the like. Leave me thoughts, questions, suggestions for future episodes. And thank you again. And we'll see you next week. 